well. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 204. We are that podcast that talks about anime games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm R. Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. I think sometimes Winamp is, going to, is the bane of my existence. Probably. Well, yeah. At least it's not Skype this time. Yeah. I mean, I could use Jet Audio to do the music. <coughs> I could flip it over to Jet Audio and its streamer, but... I don't know how reliable and dependable it would be. Then again, it's so much easier to throw shit together on the Winamp. Hopefully when they actually <laughs> release the newer version that's by Radionomy, it'll be much better, much cleaner. Christ almighty. You've really got your hopes that, don't you? Eh, kind of, sort of. I mean, I mean what, what else do I have left? I mean, really, if you think about it. <laughs> And you're coming to kind of robotic over there, good sir. I am? Yeah, for that one split second. Oh. All right, everything is fine now. Hopefully. <sighs> we are live tonight, week of February 24th, 2015. Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is Vog, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Network. Uh, don't forget to swing by the site. We have forums. We post every week um, this podcast synopsis, so we want to hear from you. And check-ins are live, so have some fun with it. And, and to see what's going on in the chat room, we already got some cosplay chats. Serenity Fortuna is excited about uh, Sailor Stars and making a seifuku. All right, made a power protect you. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get right down to the thicket of things. There we go. Ari, how was your week and how was your... Hold it. I'm going to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for some reason... Let me see what's going on. I see what it did. It went through the wrong output. That explain why the music was a little bit lower than normal. Let's try that again. Actually, no, it doesn't want to do that this time. I don't know what is causing this problem. Uh, let's see. Okay. Right. That works. Now let's push it through the proper sound channel. Alright. Alright, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, um... My week was mostly revolving around work. Hmm. And, uh, you know, having to deal with all the snow and ice and working in the middle of the night because, hey, an, an extra overtime shift would be too bad. What's the worst that could happen? Famous last words. Oh, God. You haven't lived until you've gone down a snow-choked 295 that's uh, at 30 miles an hour. You, sir, have all my, my respect in the world for that. I salute yeah, you. It, my, my commute's only about half an hour on average. Yeah, yeah it was like an hour and ten. To, I mean, when it was really bad. Yeesh. But, uh... Other than that, I thought I would have something planned. Just, you know, hang out over the weekend or whatnot. But yeah. I have no money, and uh, I was too busy with work and other personal things, so... 
then ended up just falling through. My birthday is this coming Thursday, and I really have nothing planned. I would just say just relax, go to a bar, have a drink, and come home. Fuck it. Honestly, I was. I know a friend of mine wants to be taking me to this uh, game day thing at a uh, you know game and hobby shop that we usually go to. Mm-hmm. But for me, honestly, I'm just. I was planning on either going up to a university pinball or eight on the break. Oh, okay. Just uh, killing a few hours there. I know university pinball is much closer, but the parking on South Street in Philly is abysmal. That's one good way of putting it. Mm. Well, while uh, eight on the break is farther away, but their parking is much nicer, and they have a little have a little uh, lunch counter in there with a uh, reasonably priced food. Yeah, and at least arcade machines they are pretty are reasonably priced too. Well, price doesn't matter. It's just that the the uh, like University of Pinball you know get, got got on the whole ticket uh, train, you know, mm-hmm. you know, ticket games and whatnot, and the fighting game scene is going to diminish a little. But uh. Eight, eight on a break has mm. mm, Well, if you want straight pinball, you could always go to the Silverball Museum. That's possible. But, uh, you know, able to decide. My, my days off this week are Friday and Saturday, so, uh, I'll inevitably figure out something. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, Ari, you should take a look at the chat room. Yeah, I see it. Yes, because our awesome fans wish you a wonderful and awesome happy birthday. Thank you. Hmm. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, work, 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 and work. Yeah, um, Sunday, my day off, I ended up not feeling well, so, uh... I basically didn't do a whole hell of a lot, even the stuff that I really needed to do. Um, I did some convention work, which I didn't get done because I had a huge headache. And I was going to work on my cosplay for Zenkai Con, and that didn't get done. Mm. But uh, yeah, basically, I've been working my ass off and uh, hoping like hell that my hours stay the same once the main boss comes back. Because uh, basically the reason why I'm getting more hours is the merchandiser at work uh, quit slash was fired. Wait, what? Why'd they get fired or quit? Um, well, the whole thing is, is he is, he wasn't very reliable. Um, if he needed to open the store, he'd end up showing up, you know, a half hour late. Um... If he didn't have work to do, instead of, you know, making work for himself to do, he'd just walk around with a clipboard acting like he was in charge. Oh, pretty much me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, one too many times, he either just flat out didn't show up or, um, you know, came in late. So the last time the manager tried calling him, he wasn't responding, wasn't responding, wasn't responding. Um, finally, he did respond and said, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I had to deal with my son. I'll be there in a half hour. 
uh, an hour and a half goes by and still nothing. But yeah, so uh, basically he stopped coming in and the manager said, that's it, I'm done. He's not allowed back. Uh, went so far as to change all the keys and the locks and the codes. Um, but there is a very strong possibility once the main boss, the owner, comes back that he will end up allowing uh, um, the guy to come back. So, yeah. So, in other words, some of your co-workers are real dipshits. Oh, yeah. On top of all of that, um, the manager has been doing a lot of stuff that uh, the boss probably wouldn't like. Drugs? Um, no, nothing like that. Um, basically, like, the, the store that I work for, it's a chain, but it's franchised. So mm. each store is individually owned. So each store technically can make up its own prices. Our store in the lineup is the only one that does not basically comply to a price list that all of the other stores comply to. And they, I mean, it's voted on. Um, so the manager has decided to uh, go through with this price list change and there's a lot of crap that the prices are changing for. A lot. Mm. And I was the one volunteered to basically change it all. So there's a very good possibility once the main boss comes back in and realizes that all of these prices are changed that he is going to make people go back around and rechange all the prices. That's gotta suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I get to deal with the idiot people that come in. Yesterday was one of the best ones. I had a woman asking for party supplies that had um, Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man on it. They planning a Crisis Crossover-themed birthday party? No, those are just the superheroes that her son liked. So I said, unfortunately, you will not find party supplies with all three of those characters on it. Well, and you will, got... but they'll be bootlegged. <laughs> well, yeah, she got really, really huffy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, why? I said, because it's not official merchandise, you won't find it. Well, my baker, my baker had no problem doing it. I said, yeah, but your baker's, you know, putting, you know, piecing things together. Mm -hmm. Your baker doesn't technically have to follow you know, rules. So she's going on and on about, you know, why, why, why won't I find it? Why won't I find it? So I, I basically, I looked at her. I said, ma'am, I said, the reason why you won't find it is because two of the characters are from DC comics. And one of them is from Marvel comics. Boom. Headshot. And, and I said, I said and even though, you know, the comics might cross over, Neither one of those companies is going to legally allow the crossover to happen on something as common as partyware. So you are not going to find partyware with all three of those characters on it. And just her eyes got really big and she goes, 
Oh. Whoops. Yeah. Like I said, you can find it, but you'll probably find it in a Chinatown party, um, dollar store somewhere, and I'll be bootlegged and uh, off-color and off-modeled and all that good shit. You think? Well, I, I don't even think that they would worry about that with party supplies. I think you might be able to find, you know, bootleg collections of figures <laughs> or something like that, but I don't think that they're going to worry about printing plates. Let's see what a Google search for bootleg Chinese toys comes. Oh, up. please don't. <laughs> we'll be here all fucking night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so on top of everything I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with some real winners coming into my store. That's it? Uh, I, I can go on about work, but yeah, that's it. No, we don't have time. Ain't no one got time for that. Yes. <laughs> It'll have to be another podcast. It'll have to be Mako-chan's bitch, bitch sessions. Yeah, 30 I mean, minutes for a bitch about her job. Weekly, right here. Oh, dear God. I could probably do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to it. Yeah, oh. The other thing is, um, my cousin and my aunt came to uh, visit, and I basically got to see them all of uh, an hour. Uh, they ended up coming in late on Friday. I did get my uh, my birthday gift from my cousin, which is awesome. More porn. She got me two throw pillows oh. that are uh, Jupiter themed. Ah. So I'm guessing she found one of the artists that uh, is on one of the websites that does pillows and got them printed for me. Um, but yeah, so they all went out to the local winery on Saturday. Like the winos that they are. Um, they were having a... The local winery has, you know, food trucks and they have things every weekend. This past weekend, they were doing ice sculpting. Mm. And had huge ice sculptures and were doing demonstrations and things like that. So that's the reason why they were. Okay. By the time I left work, and we left work early because of the weather... Um, the w the roads were so crappy that I wasn't going to go over to my mother's place. So I came home. So I basically saw them for an hour on Friday and for a half hour on Sunday when they were leaving. Uh. I'm like, yeah, next time you need to, you know, give me a little bit more warning so that it's not the weekend after, you know, you know, two weekends after I've taken off for my birthday and I can't take off another weekend because there's nobody to cover for me. Mm. Yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, my weekend day is pretty much the same thing, you know. Job application here and there. Answering calls on possible positions. Well, that's all well and good. I do have a couple of leads, so let's hopefully that leads into something. And I finally got around to unpacking all my stuff from Catacon, putting my suitcase and luggage away, and have all my, my laundry ready to do tomorrow. But, there was something else. So, I, you know, I send out like a bunch of Christmas cards every year. So, 
And it's not surprising, like, maybe one or two will come back due to the fact that I may have the wrong address. Which, you know, it has happened. There's been times I've gotten it back, and I'm told that's the correct address. And usually a couple of drop mail drops, it makes its way there. So, I had sent um, Alcrea from... Uh, who was also a guest on this show, and also helps host uh, Crystal Chronicles. I sent her Christmas cards, I always do. And it comes back. Evidently, I had the wrong address. It happens, because sometimes what's in, what I get on my phone is different from what people tell me on Messenger or whatever, so fine. So I put on there the right address. I, I mark out incorrect address, drop it in. It, and two weeks later, it comes back to me. Uh, address not found, return to sender. And I'm like, are you shitting me? So I go back to the post office and I'm like, you got to mail this. And this woman tells me because of the label, because it's already been tagged, they can't send it back out again. I have to put it in a new envelope. And I'm like, why should I have to put it in a new envelope and stamp when you people can't even deliver it? So I went ahead, did that and sent it back out. And I'm hoping that she gets her Christmas card by tomorrow to almost three months later. Wow. And also something interesting. I am, I'm sitting there watching uh, Sailor Moon R yesterday. And that's part of my prep for the, for the other podcast. And you know, when you watch stuff on Hulu, it says, Presented by so-and-so. Alright, so I see, Presented by Ronma One Half. I'm like, cool. So I'm watching it, I'm like, okay. And then they announce, they show on there, Season 5, pre-order. I mean, box set 5. I'm like, Holy shit. I forgot to pre-order the fifth box set. So I'm like saying to everybody else, you know, I'll just wait till my tax return comes through. Order it then. Not a big deal. So after my, you know, my quote-unquote sabbatical, which is me with a dozen wings watching NCIS and not really answering uh, Facebook or whatever... I go to my computer and I check my mail. I see this order confirmation there, and I'm just like, "What's what, 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 what the hell's going on?" I'm like, "Did I order something from JList?" And I look at, it, I'm like, "No, it's right stuff." And I click on it. It's the confirmation for Ron One Half Box Set Five. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. At least it was a blessing in disguise, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let me change this. All right. Oh, we're at the end. Might as well just let that play out. No, yeah, Winamp. Let it play out. Go ahead. <sighs> Getting real tired of your shit, Winamp. I really, I really can't wait till the new version comes out. Okay, all right. Wait, let's see what's going on in the chat room real quick. They're pretty much talking wedding ceremonies in the chat and the chat room. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. Um, and when we get back. We're going to get into the, new, to spring, into the thicket of things with the news. How does that sound? Yay, okay. news. Louder. 
No. Louder! Fuck you. You can eat a dick. <laughs> hmm? You can eat a dick. No. Mm-hmm. We'll be back.
All right, now before we go ahead and start into some news, uh, a couple of things. First things first, uh, talk in the chat room and Regina asks, what is a fuku? A fuku, or another term for it, seifuku, is a Japanese school uniform. Actually, it's a female Japanese school uniform. It's pretty much when you watch anime and you see the skirt and the sailor-like top. That's a seifuku. For boys, it's called a gakuran. It's pretty much how, if you ever, let's see, if you ever played rival schools, you see what Kyosuke wears, or if you've watched Tenchi Universe TV series, school uniform that Tenchi wears, or if you've watched Ranma, the uniforms that the guys wear, you know, cause, except for Ranma, because he's kind of special like that. Th- that's pretty he's much... the main him. character. Yeah, pretty much. That too. But also... We have more breaking news. This popped up on my on my feed maybe about within the last 10-15 minutes. I am still waiting on confirmation of it, but since it is coming from a reliable site, uh, Crunchyroll um, Portugal or Brazil, it seems that Sailor Moon Crystal will be going 52 episodes and it will premiere on TV in Portugal in May. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Wait, huh? Yes. It sounds like Shades of, of Sonic X. <laughs> and I'll actually and I'll actually post the link in the chat for others to see. So just so you know, you'll need to use um Chrome because it'll or it'll give you the option to translate. So you can see it'll translate from 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 Portuguese to English. The Portuguese and French fans of the classic Maho Shoujo 90 series will be able to celebrate 2015 with the arrival of the new version of, of the anime premiered this year for only half a year to the TVs, according to channels Biggs and Canal J. They have confirmed they have acquired Sailor Moon Crystal to issue for the new year. The French issue, first reported by Aller Falix of Crunchyroll France, will be, it'll be the first to be aired outside of Japan starting in March. Uh, let's see here. And it'll follow in other countries like Portugal and 2015. The anime will be 52 episodes altogether, but it'll start with initially 13 new episodes due to the um, um, restrictions placed by Toei Animation. The second batch of episodes will be shown in October, November, uh, which will probably be the other 13, and then the remainder ones will be aired in 2016. The big channels also distributed uh, to other Portuguese-speaking countries uh, with Sailor Moon Crystal. They've also announced new uh, updated episodes of One Piece, and that's just about it. So, pretty much from what I'm reading here, it seems that there will be another 26 episodes of Sailor Moon Crystal, but it won't be streaming. It'll be on... French and Portuguese television. I will believe that when somebody in Japan announces it. Yeah. I did contact a source and see if if he knew anything, but nothing offhand. I mean, I want to say this is not a legitimate source, but at the same token, this is coming off of Crunchyroll. So, I mean, it, it's it's something. 
it's something, yeah. but at the same time, it's nothing. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, like I'm looking up things here, and it's one. Why is it going to be in Portugal and France and nowhere else? Two. Why is a Portuguese version of Crunchyroll reporting it and not a Japanese source. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. You're yeah. not convinced. Um, no. Until a Japanese source actually says, "Hey, we're doing this." Mm-hmm. Um, no. You know, and you know, I, I, I. Probably will have to take Mako-chan's side on this, because part of me is like a lot of times when breaking news happen, it, it'll be like this one site, and everyone is like half the people will be like, it's legit. The other half is like wait for a valid source, and within those people, are like well wait till TMZ posts it. We live in a world where oh, we fuck have TMZ. No, we live in a world where we have to wait for TMZ to confirm it. You know, but. I'm just saying, if this is true, I would expect ANN and other sites to pick up on it. I wouldn't be too surprised if ANN picks up on this original and posts it. So, yeah, I I'm the only thing that I know of that basically was done. I mean, look at Sonic X. Mm-hmm. Um. The last season of Sonic X was picked up in France. Right. But that was after everything had already aired. Mm-hmm. They didn't pick it up in the middle of Sonic X airing. They are not going to approve of another country doing something with their animation... Um, until they know for sure that either, you know, it bombed there in Japan or did really well, you know, and the fact of the matter that, you know, it, it it's not going to be done. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, they did do that when Sailor Moon hit, um, when they did the re-release of Sailor Moon in different countries. I mean, like, they released it in Italy. It went phenomenal, and Bondi licensed for an Italian-only game, you know? I'm just saying it's something. That's completely different. Video games are completely different No, but than... that's that's not different. I'm just saying, due to the to the ratings of it re-airing, they went ahead and did a game. I'm just saying, they let them jump ahead on things. See what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but a video mm. game is not the same as continuing a series that hasn't mm. even finished yet. But what about, like you said, with Sonic X? They continued that. With Yeah, but Sonic X, the series that Japan put out, was completely finished before France took over. They did not take over and start animated halfway through Japan's run of Sonic X. Maybe. No maybe about it. And Toy isn't going to allow Sailor Moon to go outside of its own venture to be animated and distributed and all of that. Actually, actually, they probably would. Because, remember, Viz does hold the U.S. licensing. I'm just saying, they could be like, hey, we will take the next batch of episodes here. 
I don't think so. Just because Viz holds licensing doesn't mean that Toy is going to say, oh, here, you know, we've been animating this. This is going to be 26 episodes. Here, we'll allow you guys to animate the next 26. It's not happening. I, I think it could because, I mean, if it boils down to, let's say, like, if, if in the U.S., best ratings out of other countries, and they're like, well, what are other countries? Hey, Viz, like, look, we got the ratings. We pushed it out. Come on. We'll show you some money. Done. I don't mm. think so. All right. They are not going to give... They might give up distribution rights. They might give up things like that, but they are not going to allow an outside company to animate for them. Mm. Who's anything about outside company to animate? They'll still animate it, but it'll be, it'll be aired here. Well, yeah, but then they're still animating it. They're still agreeing to this. It would still come out of Japan. Mm. That's basically what they did with uh, Big O. Well, yeah, I know that. The English, the U.S., was the one that wanted a second season of Big O. And the second season pretty much tanked. Well, yeah, but it was the Japanese company that did it. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Appealing did to it... the American market. Yeah, appealing to the American market. That's basically what happened. They're not going to give district. They're not going to do something that stupid. I don't know if it's stupid. Me more of, of a financial move, you know. I I I, like I, I want to say they'll do it, but at the same time, there's so much shit going on with Sailor Moon that we don't know. And to be perfectly honest, if they if they're going to make a move with Crystal, we won't know anything until middle of March. Which is why I call bullshit on this article. Mm. If something that big was going to be, you know, announced, it would be announced big time in Japan. As much hype as they showed for the airing of the series, mm -hmm. as much hype as they show for the musicals, you don't think that they would show just as much hype, even if it wasn't going to be you know, a Japanese-centric thing. Right. Well, Saying, hey, you know what, you guys asked for it, you're getting, you know, you're getting your second series. Well, what if they're doing this to garner hype? Now, follow my logic here. About a couple of weeks ago, there was that article about Netflix working with Nintendo for a Legend of Zelda series. That went like wildfire. Nobody has, confir has confirmed that. What if they just said that and put it out there just to hear and see what the what people will say and think if it's a good idea? Now, what if is they're doing something with say like Moon Crystal? What if this is more or less fabricated, threw it out there just to see how the people would react if it's a good thing or not? I wouldn't put that past them. Yeah, I would not put it past them. Yeah. But at the same time, I would expect it to come out of Japan. Uh. Say they with Legend of Zelda, you'd sooner expect to hear that coming out of um, out of Nintendo Japan before here. You know what I'm saying? My whole thing is right now, 26 episodes of Sailor Moon Crystal. Mm -hmm. It finishes an arc. Yes. If you go to 52 episodes, you're in the middle of an arc. Unless they've learned their lesson and decided to extend the arcs or something. I 
You don't? Doubt it. They're not going to extend it because there's only 60 acts in the entire manga if you go by the 2003-2004 uh, rescans. Right. So why are they going to end it at 62 instead of at 52 instead of 60? Character development. Uh, when they've been sticking to almost exact manga act this far, no. <sighs> I call complete bullshit. Sorry. Haven't they also been? Hasn't been? Hasn't the Crystal's whole thing is that it's filler free? Yeah, but one of the things it would have been nice if they did add a couple of episodes to like add for just for character development you know you still have the arcs that it'll still be there but you know because not for nothing much as i like that third that the first arc was 13 episodes they could have stretched that to 20 episodes adding seven episodes for character development for everyone because you gotta admit it did go a lot faster but you know that's all it that did go fast the yeah. only pro- the only thing is Knowing that they did 26 episodes and they're they're doing 26 episodes and that they are sticking to the manga, mm-hmm. I don't see them changing that plan. All right. So they it, they're either going to end it before stars, or they're going to finish stars. Mm. They're not going to end the series halfway through stars. All right. Well, we'll see. You know, like I said, I I want to believe a lot of this, but at the same time, I. I can't. It's like I, I'm just sitting here, you know. I call bullshit. Sorry. Hmm. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the main thicket of things here. Um. Or you can go ahead and take this, the first article. While I try to find some appropriate music. Uh, just search Fire Emblem theme. Like I said, there's so many of those damn games, so... Go with the one from the uh, Smash Brothers soundtrack. It fits, trust me. I wonder if I have that on my computer. So, um... Should I just go go now, or...? Yeah, go for it. So, Nintendo and Intelligent Systems has announced a two-day concert celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Fire Emblem series on their official site. And this is coming from uh, Serenest Forest, which is the main site for all the, uh, you know, like, under, like, behind the scenes stuff and, uh, you know, mechanics of the, uh, right. franchise. Mm-hmm. Known as the 25th anniversary of Love and Courage, the Fire Emblem Festival, the event will take place on the 24th and 25th of July 2015 at the Tokyo Dome City Hall. At the moment, no further details are known except that it's being run by Intelligent Systems. At the moment, there's a countdown on the site, which is set to expire at, on March 13, 2015, at which point we're guessing we're going to get some new information. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they uh, they threw a bit of a hail mary with the awakening, with you know, with all the additional you know gimmicks and features in it, you know, which you know added a story obviously, but uh, someone at uh, Intelligence System was worried that that was going to be the last game in the series, mm. and they wanted to go out with a bang. Okay. And I think their goal was about like 200,000 or 250,000 copies worldwide in sales. And I think they got like a million of it. Hmm. So yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot more Fire Emblem, especially since he just announced uh, Fire Emblem. I guess if, is it? Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 
sorry, Damien is trying to pet himself with the headset microphone. Lord. Well, I'm... Uh, I like this because it's got a lot, a lot, mm. a lot of awesome music in it. Oops, that's not the uh, link I wanted to give you. Hmm. But, uh... Crap. Well, I am actually... Th well, the downside... Oh, hmm, go on. a really good soundtrack, too. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the downside of having a 3DS is that the DS flash carts don't work. I think they did at one time, but the latest firmware has locked them out, and you have to get a 3DS flash cart. But on the plus side, I still have my old DS. I never traded that in because Game Boy Advance slot. Mm -hmm. So I may have to track down a copy of Fire Emblem tonight, load it on the flash cart, and give it a run. And I oh, just... Wait, wait, you, hmm? you said... Fire Emblem on DS? Yeah, isn't there a DS version? Uh, it was a remake of the first game. It's called Sh Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. That's fine. I'll play that and give it a shot. Because the thing is, I am not big on strat on RTS strategy games, except for... It's turn-based. Like well, turn-based strategy games. Which is why I played Final Fantasy Tactics for about a week and just walked away from it. But I can play, like... When it comes to, like, that, I can sit there and play... Project Cross Zone and Namco Cross Capcom all day and not give a fuck. So, that they're good games. Yeah, that no, I like the battle system. That would made me really go. And from what people said, the battle system is from Xenogear. So I'm like, okay, I ain't got no problem with that. So, and I think my DS still has a full charge. So, definitely check that out. All right, I'm looking forward to it. I know, you're like the... I mean, outside, between you and Avalon, y'all two are the biggest Fire Emblem fans on the show. <laughs> hi, hi, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's, um... I, yeah, I, I'm having a hard time at the computer now. Yeah, I see that! <laughs> Oh, man. Alright, well... Next article is all yours. Yeah, um... For obvious reasons. Yeah. So, a pastry chef created uh, some Sailor Moon-inspired treats. <laughs> um, and these things look amazing. So, former pastry chef and current dessert blogger, uh, Katharina McCauley, knows a thing or two about scrumptious treats that are as tasty to look at as they are to eat. Mm. She runs the blog Pretty, Cl Pretty Cake Machine, where she provides detailed recipes and directions for assembling all of her concoctions. Trent Reznor, eat your heart out. Yeah, her most recent project are single-serving cakes inspired by the Sailor Guardians. And I can tell you right now, these things are not single-serving. <laughs> maybe for someone my size, they would be. <laughs> May maybe for Usagi, it would be single-serving. <laughs> See, I am suddenly reminded of that one picture of all the senshi in, in the pastry shop. They all, they all got their asses handed to them, and Usagi's like, I want two! Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, she's got one for every senshi. Act one is called Yusagi, and it's a white cake 
with three cream puffs on top of it and what is probably a white chocolate um, moon. Mm. Uh, act two is Ami, and it looks like a dark chocolate mug filled with some sort of blue mousse with little spheres of candy. Act three is Ray, and this is a sphere of colored chocolate um, with, it, it's probably got some sort of peppery something inside of it. Because mm. I know all of these, she was, you know, trying to do the flavors for, for them as well. Um, act four is Makoto, which is a, uh, a petty four looking cake it's uh, layered, it's got jams and mousses, and then it's got a huge pink rose on top. Act five is Minako, which... Uh, I think it's like the pastry she actually mentioned she likes in the show. It's very possible. Um, it looks like a layered uh, cream pastry, kind of like a Napoleon. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely... Check out oh. her website. She's got a, you know, links to a. Oh yeah, she explains all of it. Um, act six is Chibiusa, which looks like a donut with two donut holes and a strawberry with cotton candy on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you act sure that's cotton candy? Because the way the lights hit it, it looks like pink-colored steel wool. Um, yeah. That's what happens when you make your own cotton candy, not uh, using a machine. You basically, you melt the sugar and you take a wooden spoon and you dip another spoon in the sugar and, you know, just go really quickly over the wooden spoon. And it it's basically called candy floss instead of cotton candy. Okay. Um, act seven is Setsuna, which... It's blood orange and cardamom. I, I was going so through it, one second. So it's it. a jelly cake? Looks that way. Uh, hang on, I'll, I'll give it a go. This looks like a looks like a coating on top of it. Oh, let's don't you? Uh, or blood orange cardamom would be amazing with blood orange. Uh, yeah, it's blood orange sphere with cardamom creme, creme and toasted almonds. Okay, so. So it says kind of mousse to it. Yeah, so the mousse is probably inside, and it's a uh, blood orange, either candy sphere or blood orange mixed with chocolate. Mm. Looks tasty, though. Oh, yeah, they all look tasty. Uh, and I bet that's white chocolate on the... Uh... Oh, yeah, that's definitely white uh, chocolate. Yeah, um, this is right there, white chocolate, six ounces, 180 grams. Yeah, so act eight is Haruka. Which it actually kind of looks like a tiramisu cake. It probably is. Just the way that I'm, just the way that it's colored, and then it's partially dipped into white chocolate, and then it's got a sphere of that looks like uh, Uranus on top of it. Mm. And yes, yes, it does actually have a ring. Um, act nine is uh, Michiru, which is probably, it kind of looks like mint, but it's got a really pretty white macaroon on top of it. And it's, uh, 
more in the shape of her mirror, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. And then through. Wait, wait. Yeah, can you can you repeat that? For some reason, audition just stopped, had a heart attack, and just kept going. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, so the final act is Hotaru. Um, and it kind of looks like Violet. Hmm. Uh, blackberry and creme de cassis moose cake? Uh, creme de cassis? Cassis, that's the word. Thank you. But yeah, it's a uh, blackberry, mostly. Huh. So yeah, so um, each cake is accompanied with step-by-step instructions, um, and then the inspiration for each cake. So if you go onto the website... Um, she's done uh, Picard truffles, Winnie the Pooh, some some cook, uh, cookies, and a Game of Thrones cake. So she does a lot of uh, geek centric baking. Yeah, she has a whole ta- whole tag for a geeky bakes. All right, so yeah, so that is a prettycakemachine.com. So tell me, Maka, when are you gonna make when are you gonna make your namesake? Um, I probably wouldn't make something like that for my namesake. So you're not going to try one of the recipes? I might try one of the recipes. That's what I was saying. But We just my figured you'd attempt to try at least the Makoto one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase... Which I might, but probably not. Also, one thing comes to mind when I look at this. What? No Mamaru? Nobody cares about him. You know what you do for Mamaru? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. No, no, no. It's it's very simple. Um you take a rose and remove its petals, stick them in the microwave, and dry them out, and then powder them and sprinkle them on usagis. Okay, all right. Okay, I can see that. Okay, yeah, because we we were wait we were waiting for it from you. We were waiting on it. <laughs> what am I, was I supposed waiting for to? Something horrible. Yes. I could I I could make something horrible. That's what we were expecting from you. Yeah, some sort of uh, creamy concoction, I guess. Mm. Boo! That's horrible. Well, no, the easiest thing for Mamaru to incorporate the roses, to incorporate, you know, his outfit, would be chocolate-covered strawberries in a tuxedo look. Alright. I've actually done that when I worked at a candy store. Hmm. And it's, All right, Damien, you really need to move now. <laughs> yeah. Right, if we go to the chat room at live.bognetwork.com, uh, from Sarah Ackerman, says, she needs to make Smash Bros. Okay. All right, I wouldn't mind a Luigi-themed cake or treat or something like that, you know. And if we go back, there's, there's talk of Fire Emblem and Flying Poop. Very well, then. Moving right along. 
we're going to talk about hell. And before you react, I know some of us are already living in hell now, but not that type of hell. We're talking about anime hell, and not AMV hell. Seven trips to the anime underworld. So as the thing goes here, cultures have pondered about life after death about as long as humanity has been capable of doing so. This includes differentiating between good and bad humans, sometimes good, mediocre, and bad ones, or really, really bad ones. Some souls are denied reincarnation, others tasked with performing seemingly impossible tasks for all eternity, and still more getting downright dark age torture levels. In other words, seven animes that incorporate um, the underworld and how they deal with it. Number seven, Jigoku Shoujo. Somewhere on the other side of the river, of the river where Enma'ai fairy sinners meet their fates is a small traditional home, Japanese home. It rests on top of a hill surrounded by red spider lilies and a perpetual sunset. The flower itself, according to folklore, is said to grow in hell and is regarded as a funeral flower. It is said to grow... Uh, uh, I resides in the house with her three yokai assistants, one Yudo, Ren Ichimoku, Honeana, a magical spider, and a ghostly grandmother. The souls of her victims must reside elsewhere, but what their circumstances are arriving after in hell is up to the imagination. Hell here is quiet and pretty eerie, but it doesn't seem awful. Number 6. Yu Yu Hakusho The process to determine where a soul goes to death is complicated. The dead first arrive in the spirit world like a way station for the dead. King Enma Jr. resides here and handles the necessary paperwork needed to judge each soul. The worst of the worst are sent off to hell, or better known as Limbo in the dub, where they cut off from feelings and emotions except with the exemption of pain for 10,000 years. The rest sounds similar to the experience of depression and couldn't be compared to modern interpretation of Limbo. This hell isn't teeming with demons like some other worlds. Instead, the resident ogres and demons live in their own separate world. Um, let's see. Number, uh, let's see, number five. Hozuki's cool-headedness. Uh, Hozuki is a top advisor to the larger-than-life king of hell and is tasked with managing an underworld not so unlike the mundane world of humans. This hell is filled with residents from Japanese folklore, but they have very normal problems, and it's Hozuku's job to manage the bureaucratic needs of some of these people and the territories of the various suffering therein. He sends Momotaru to tend to the peach trees in Shangri-La and assigns his animal companions to take part in terrorizing sinners in the hell of animal cruelty. Hozuki's hell isn't so bad if you're one of the regular working demon types. Number four, Dragon Ball Z, or oh yeah, hell or home for infinite losers. And I want you to know, I I thought that was legit because when I first watched the dub of like the fan subs of Dragon Ball Z, I watch episodes here and there. So the first arc, well, is I never really saw. It borrows most of the imaginary from Eastern sources. The Cell, the series villains like the Ginyu Force and Cell end up here after their battles with Goku. Other than occasionally being tossed into the bloody pond, villains don't undergo much in a way of suffering. This place operates more like a slightly sinister tourist spot with its own board for that specific purpose. One sector even has a roller coaster. Oh, no. if you do mm-hmm. die in hell, you, 
you have no chance of reincarnation at all. Mm. Wasn't it a tor- wasn't one of the Dragon Ball Z movies where there was a tournament in hell? That was a filler plot. That's why I figured. That, and uh, yeah, Frieza came back from the di- like literally escaped hell and got one shotted by Gohan, and mm. uh, he got vaporized. Wow. Number three, Bleach. Bleach is hell is reserved for the souls of awful humans. This place is populated by sinners whose crimes during their lives were so bad that they cannot rightfully enter soul society and are said monitored by Kushinada and tormented for eternity. The skeletal gates show up to drag defeated hollows inside the, inside after Ichigo and company defeat, fight them. The location's layout is made up of a series of levels. They seem nonsensical. One is comprised of floating cubes, another a pond filled with stonewater lilies, the third is a plateau of oozing yellow lava, the fourth has an impossibly large skeleton among the wasteland of ash and lava, and the last one is more lava. Number two, Hells. That's an original title. <laughs> Rene had plans to make 100 friends at her new school until she was hit by a semi-truck and sent spiraling into an academy of demon delinquents in hell. The school is run by headmaster Helvis, and his name implies is a demon version of Elvis. The rest of Destiny Land looks like a world out of the mind of Tim Burton, with character designs cued from Hellraiser. The play- Well, we just caught Mako-chan's interest. The place is full of impossibly thin architecture, weird monstrous clocks, and gates, and enough offbeat humor to keep it unsettling, but not truly horrific. The delinquents prove themselves likable despite the front that they put up, and Reen is even able to form something resembling friendships with them. And does anyone want to take a guess at number one? Saint Seiya? That's right. Number one is Saint Seiya. Or the dub known as Knights of the Constellation or something like that. Whatever. Knights of the Zodiac. Knights of the Zodiac. Thank you. The less we have to hear about the dub, the better. Well, ADV is making a comeback. But that's a story for another time. Uh Hades' domain in the Greek mythology-inspired series borrows heavily from Dante Alighieri's Divine Comedy. The parts that are distinctly, are distinctly Greek are the places, many rivers, and Inferno, which is modeled after Tartarus. Punishment was originally doled out in Tartarus and the fields of punishment, while the rest of traditional Hades was made up of ordinary souls mucking about or those granted entry into Elysium. Saint Seiya's version is all about the suffering. The world is broken up into a series of prisons, each holding perpetrators of specific moral crimes and guarded by specters. The further visitors go, the colder it gets to finally reaching the frozen wasteland of Kakaias. Wow, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, the ninth circle of hell is uh, for traitors, and in the very center is Satan, frozen in a big block of ice. Mm-hmm. Also, I was going to assume that Death Note was going to be in this list, but then again, I remembered, oh yeah, like, when you see the, uh, the Shinigami, that's, they're in, they're in limbo, not actual hell, so. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's next? Um, Mako can take this one, because I know this was something she was very vocal about. Uh, okay, give me a second. No problem. 
seconds up. Sorry, I needed to find something and then pause it. Gotcha. Except that... Aw, I don't think there's any cedars. Damn. Damn! Cedars. She's trying to track down hells. Oh. <laughs> Some reason I thought it was the tree. Mm. No, it's... Yeah, sorry. It's trying to find peers, and there are no peers. <sighs> That's upsetting. Anyway, so... Oh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um... So, Ghost in the Shell movie adaptation casting angers bands. And this is not the first time this shit has happened. No. So, uh, basically, they're being bombarded with a petition to recast Scarlett Johansson. Um, so, soon after the news that she had taken on the female lead cast, uh, petitions to recast the role were posted online. Loyal fans of the manga series are not happy with the casting. Apparently, there is a whitewashing scandal. Mm. Uh, while there is reportedly nothing wrong with Scarlett Johansson per se, fans believe that Hollywood should stick to the Japanese roots of the movie adaptation. Um, in fact, Japanese star Rinko uh, Kikuchi is a crowd favorite even after Johansson's deal was reportedly finalized. Uh, fans move of oh, fans move of filing a petition and care to petitions is reportedly a way for Japanese manga series Ghost in the Shell to retain its authenticity. Uh, the petitioners are requesting for DreamWorks Studio, the company spearheading the movie adaptation, to recast Avengers star Scarlett Johansson. Instead, they want an Asian actress to replace her for the lead role. Uh, and basically, it goes on. The petition has already gained 25, over 25,000 votes, um, originally only intending to read for, uh, reach 14,000. Uh, ultimately, Ghost in the Shell is a story about what makes us human. Uh, as a successful white actress, Scarlett Johansson has been privileged to play powerful woman characters in action films. Ghost in the Shell was a chance for an actress of Asian descent to have that same opportunity. And see, my whole thing is, you know, whitewashing, that's great, you want to fight that. I don't like Scarlett Johansson. Mm. I think she is a shitty actress. And that is why I don't want to see her do this. Didn't we have a, a, a similar conversation like this when we talked about, you know, people calling for Vic Mignona's head and trying to take away his livelihood? Yeah, uh, not really. I mean... It's more along the lines of when we talked about the whitewashing of the live-action Akira. Oh, God, that. Yeah. Yeah, or the whitewashing of uh, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Man, we are just digging up all kind of bad memories today, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as Dark Tetsuya says in live in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, to be fair... I did see her in Lucy, and some of the dialogue could honestly pass for Ghosts in the Shell, and she almost sounded like the Major during it anyway, so I'm slightly less skeptical about her abilities. I mean, I don't have a problem with her doing it, I think she should do it, but I understand why people are not too thrilled about her being in the role. 
I get that. And I think you might just be uh, right about about uh, Steven Spielberg saying something about this, Marco. Because with all of this coming out, he hasn't said anything. He seems to be too busy on the reboot of Indiana Jones. The reboot of what now? You didn't hear it. You didn't hear He's planning a reboot of Indiana Jones. Yep. Why? Uh, I don't know. Um... It's being reboot, but at the same time, it's, I think, going to be before all of the stuff has happened already. Like, I don't think it's going to be Indiana Jones, the doctor, going out. Hmm. I think it's going to be, you know, I don't know. All right. Henry Jones the third. Well, com- c- basically, since they screwed up what they were trying to do by doing, you know, a sequel and doing a new Indiana Jones we don't type ta- thing. We don't talk about the fifth movie. Yeah. Crystal Skulls what? Exactly. So I guess we got that out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, am I taking the next one? Yep. <clears throat> so, cosplay driver's license exists in Japan. Good news if you're a cosplayer, and if you have a car, and if you need to renew your license. You can legally post for your license while cosplaying. Granted, this isn't a mainstream trend by any means, but owning a cosplay driver's license is certainly possible in Japan, where they also colloquially called Itai driver's license, or Itai Mankyoshu. In short, mm. they're a regular license, but with the driver wearing a costume. It also looks like color contact lenses are okay. Cross-dressing is schoolgirl characters for men. Nagoya-based cosplayer Amaguri Urufu recently dressed up as... Shirai Kuroko for her license. But way back in 2010, cosplayer Konomi Haruhara was already dressing up as Mari from Evangelion for her hmm. license. It's not... <clears throat> it's not like cosplayers to take advantage of Japan, Japan's lax rule for license picks. Members of Vi- Visual K Rock Band, of course they're Visual K, mm-hmm. Golden Bomber proudly showed their driver's license photos. One member even poses a samurai complete with top knot. Due to complaints, you can't see much of the costumes. However, there's something wonderfully subversive and nerdy about cosplaying in your driver's license pick. I'm sure in America you can do that. They just don't mm. care. As long as your face and your eyes aren't obscured. Probably. But I don't think you'd be able to show up in a wig either or anything like that. Because it's not That's your actual it. color, you know? All right. Now we're going to go ahead and do the open forum topic. And we're also going to open up the Skype line. All right, come on. There we go. If you have any questions about the show or have anything for us, buzz us at Anime Jam Session. And remember, you have only two minutes. 
But anywho, the open forum topic is something that we bring to you every week. Um, it's where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic on something in the anime cosplay fandom. And as always, if there is, if you don't want to use your real name, we just ask that you put your nickname or screen name in front, and we got that covered. This week's question topic is sexy cosplay. Sometimes a cosplayer will take a character and sexify it. This we see from various fan art and original drawings. What's your thoughts on it? Do you like or hate it? Would you do a sexified cosplay? And just for the record, this goes with both for both sexes. And I probably people probably assume I've met for females. No, I meant both sexes. But you know. As Nemesis Forty Seven says, as long as the costume itself is decent, and he says not showing the goods like pink bits or whatever, and looks like the character, more power to them. Original characters I do like as well as said character who you're doing is really creative, and I look like something out of an adult-only show in Vegas. All right, fair enough. And uh, let's see. Serenity1488 mentions about doing bunny cosplays. Well, you also gotta remember, I think in a way, bunny cosplays is like the gray area slash exemption because a lot of female character, anime characters, there is a bunny artwork drawing of them out there one way or another. You're talking about Playboy bunnies? Yeah. I mean... That's what you mean. I mean yeah, I mean, some of that bunny stuff is canon, yes. too. I mean, hell, in episode 7 of Ranma, you see him running around as a Playboy bunny, complete with the feathers. So. Well, Bulma, too. Yep. And Haruhi. And, mm-hmm. and this canon art of the Sailor Sen, she has bunnies. Yep. And Sarah Ackerman says, Sexified cosplays are really touchy subject to me. Some characters look good, sexy, and others don't. You get the hot people like Levi, Krom, Tsunade characters that can be hot and sexy at the same time. Then you have some characters that can become sexified. I'm a broadly built woman and I am short at 5'2 and I can't pull off sexified cosplays from what I feel. So would I do it? No. I don't mind if someone else is in a sexy cosplay. Don't make it too slutty where I as a cosplayer for 7 years don't feel you made it for craftsmanship but mainly to make you are wanting attention. If you don't have the body for it then don't do it. You're a character not coming out of Victoria's Secret magazine. Wow. Uh, from Serenity 4288. Now, unless you're doing an original character, like of her Hatsune Miku, Queen of Hearts, that's okay. Alright. That, that's fine. She goes, I don't mind sex by cosplay, as long as it's the goods are somewhat covered without a nipple sticking out or tits hanging out. You could play bongos on them. I mean, hell, I'm working on a schoolgirl Miku right now, and toy bunny Miku from Five Nights at Freddy as well, and a swimsuit version. I'm going to work on a wedding Miku if I can get the right, right dress. Well, that's fine. Well, that's fine. Ranger Serena says, So as long as it looks like the original character and keeps the key design hallmarks. I say a little sexified is okay. But blatant sexified just to be damn near naked. Hey, I'm going to do a sexy Hermione Granger and come out in a bikini top that it's Gryffindor colors and some booty shorts with a Toys R Us want. No. Take the whole stroll away. P.S. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my fandom. Wow. <laughs> I think Ranger Serena and Mako-chan will be cleaning house with that. <laughs> salty as a motherfucker. I love it. Yeah, no, that's saltier than the salt that you put down on the snow. Fucking corner, would have smashed it against the floor. Mm-hmm. 
Ed Elric says, I see cosplays in my con history that have crossed the line, and when you know you have crossed the line, fans will look at you very suspiciously. Expressing your opinions may or may not be a good thing, but certain cosplayers may not take the criticism very well either. As for the sexified cosplay, I don't have a problem with it. But as I said before, there are certain boundaries you don't cross. The only thing you may or may not know what those boundaries are, depending on the reaction of other fans. Okay, now, the sexified cosplays kind of gained popularity from Naruto. And if you don't know what I mean, Google... Sexy Thank you. You, go- you Google that son bitch. From that point on, everybody did their version. There's an SNJ Iruka, SNJ Shikamaru. There's an SNJ of all of the characters. One of my friends... Whether you want it to be or not. Yes. One of my friends is SNJ Rock Lee, and it's pretty much Rock Lee in a ball gown and a tutu. <laughs> With the gigantic eyebrows? I believe so. Oh, my God. A, a friend of mine did that cosplay, and I'm going to ask her if, if to post a picture of it. So, yeah. I mean, a lot. I actually questioned this. Like when I went to Comic Con a couple of years ago, and I saw all the Harley Quinns running around. I think some of them were like really sexified up, and some were were not. I mean, some could say uh, as a Harley from Arkham Asylum is sexified. Well, actually, it's not. Isn't that is her um, character design? You know. Oh, yeah, the Harley Quinn stuff is kind of iffy, only yeah. because if you look at her outfits in the comic, mm-hmm. she's barely got any right um i think one of the latest ones was a basically a bra and booty shorts pretty much and i mean that i don't have a problem with now you take let's say um er, let's uh, fuck it t uh Aerith from final fantasy 7 yeah sexify that up which means yeah you, you you give you give her a pole to dance on, you put her in heels, a really short short jacket, a crop top and booty shorts, and you had the hair done like that and the wig. That's sexified Tifa. Yeah, no, you're gonna have to get your material the hard way, darling. My whole thing is, if your sexy outfit is nothing but a bathing suit, that's fine if you're gonna be by the pool. There's Not no reason a convention in it. Exactly. Uh-huh. There are a couple of people that I've seen the costumes and they do bathing suit versions of, you know, um, Iron Man and Doctor Doom and stuff like that. If your sexy version is a bikini, go to the pool, take your pictures there, do it during the summer. That's just lazy the, otherwise. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just, you know, it, it no. Um if you want to do an original, like if it's a character that is already sexy, mm-hmm. you know what? That's fine. Yes, it's canon. Be as sexy as you want. Flaunt it. But if it's going to be an original concept, you know, just don't don't slutty up a character just right. to slutty up a character. Like, um, no flutters designs. Mm-hmm. Her no versions, designs? no, no flutter. flutter. Um, her designs for her characters are very sexy, but it's a classy sexy. Yes, you're it's, not out. It, it's yeah, burlesque, and and it's like burlesque, and burlesque is a classy, sexy style. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do something like that, do it that way. You know, sexy up a character, but you know, don't go out there just to show off your tits. Don't mm-hmm. go, af- 
don't go out there to show off your ass. There's, you know, a couple of cosplayers that go out and do Felicia from Darkstalkers. Mm -hmm. Felicia is a cat. She basically is naked except for strategic fur. Mm -hmm. You want to do something like that, that's fine. It's canon. But at the same time, you know, don't be surprised when a convention tells you to cover up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, embrace your sexiness, but, you know, don't do it in a trashy way. Exactly. It's... If you're gonna if, if you're gonna do a bikini, do it by a pool. You know, do it outside. Don't walk around a convention and then be upset that people are looking at you weirdly. The concept is cool, don't get me wrong, but you know, time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. And going to a winter convention in a bikini, not the time or the place. Right. And and to me, the epitome of classy sexy Faye Valentine, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to admit, she is sexy, but she doesn't think of herself as as sexy. That's her normal outfit. She doesn't give a fuck. She walks around with a gun, and she has a job to do. So Mm -hmm. it's whatever. I mean, so the whole thing is, is, you know, just plan. Plot. Mm -hmm. I don't care, you know, I'm one of those people, I I don't care, you know, you're going out there, you're having fun, but just think about where you're going. And I use use this quote lightly, like the quote-unquote family-friendly conventions. Mm -hmm. They are trying to do that. And ZenkaiCon is one of them. Yes, they have 18-plus stuff, but, you know, the convention ends at 2. And you can't walk around half-naked. And, you know, the 18-plus stuff is really guarded very, very well. Mm. So, I mean, something like that, you're not necessarily going to want to take your really sexy cosplay to. Something like, you know, Winter Fair, where, you know, they've got a whole floor that is 18-plus. Wicked Fair. Wicked Fair, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got a whole floor that is uh, 18-plus. They've got, you know, people up on racks being whipped. Something like that. Take your sexy cosplays there. There are conventions that are fully 18 plus. There are conventions that are fully 21 plus. Take your sexy cosplays there. That's, you know, that's what the convention is there for. Um, You know, don't take it to these everyday conventions where you know that, you know, it's, I don't know. There's just, there's a time and a place. And not every convention is for every cosplay. You want to do, you know, outlandish, really sexy stuff, go to Dragon Con. Mm. Where I've seen pictures of women walking around in pasties. So Women I. that probably shouldn't be walking around in pasties. They're walking around in pasties. <laughs> oh, God, have I seen the pictures. Oh. No, you see, you missed the part where there was a uh, plus-size Jupiter in the dealer's room at uh, Zenkai Con, and she was wearing one of the bikini outfits. Just not wearing it well. I'll leave it to your imagination. Um, if I can find this picture from Dragon Con of uh, the Hello Kitty pasties that are basically at waistline... 
I'm not sure I want to see that. Hanging yeah. low? Oh, yeah, hanging low. Oh, God. Oh, fucking God. And I'm one of those people, you know what, you you want to go to a convention like that where they don't care about that, you know, more power to you. But at the same time, holy crap, there are some people that really, really need support. <laughs> Physical and emotional? Um, no, just, uh, uh, frontal. <laughs> but I, I want I want y'all to know something. I, I'm going to tell everybody this. Me and Mako-chan go back practically 13 years. Yeah. She is a loudmouth, boisterous, plus-size cosplayer who doesn't give a shit. She is all for cosplay, however. But if you are one of those plus-size cosplayers that is tore up from the floor up, she will get <laughs> in your face and tell you to put some clothes on and leave and stop making the rest of us plus-size cosplayers look bad. Yeah, I'm all for plus-size girls going out there. Even the plus-size guys. Go out there, be sexy, do your thing. But at the same time, uh, if something needs to be supported normally, support it normally. Get the club. I mean, that, that's... I would try a sexy cosplay because I would have the convention chasing after me with torches and pitchforks. Same here. The only sexy cosplay I could do is Buddha, and even then... Yeah, but at least you're more in shape than I would. I would make a better Buddha than you. Oh, Though I don't know if I want to slather myself in gold body paint, so nah. there's that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my whole thing is, if if your boobs are... And I, I get it. When you get older, things start sagging. But <laughs> if, your, if your tassels are hanging below the belt... <laughs> <laughs> there, it's like you, 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 you need something and the whole thing is the big thing is is they make something that just goes underneath it supports it lifts it might not separate but it lifts without you know covering everything up they make these things they make bustiers that you know it's just you know the underwire of everything everything else is left hanging out they make them if you go to Frederick of Hollywood they make them in plus sizes okay I'm done I am done he, I, uh, this is a towel I'm throwing this towel I'm done I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> there are things that people can do in the plus size community to make themselves look really really good and still be fully exposed <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. As you're as you're going through this, telling this, I'm hearing new kids on the block hanging tough, but I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing. Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, I'm not, whoa. No, I'm not hearing hanging tough. I'm hearing hanging low. I think that's worse. <laughs> but yeah, there are. There are things that can be used. You can be sexy and, you know, exposed and appreciative of your body, but at the same time, giving yourself the support that, you know, unlike myself, uh, most larger women have uh, larger assets. And you can support them and still be out there, so... <laughs> oh 
<laughs> if we go in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com from <laughs> Serenity for 1088, do your tits hang low to a wibble to and fro? <laughs> Can you tie him in a knot? Can you tie him in a bow? I'm more worried about Sarah Ackerman saying how many girls just looked at her bus when she said below the belt. Hey yo! <sighs> Uh, oh god! Oh god! But yeah. Anyway, Mark, are you done? I'm. I'm done. Just I, I. I. I repeat. There is a time and a place for every cosplay, and that's my only issue. Which is perfectly for perfect for us to lead into news from Japan. One of y'all please take the first one while I get my shit together. I want the last one. Fine. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that's me for the first one. Yep. Uh, a 24-year-old <laughs> mm-hmm. police officer has been arrested in a Yoshika Gunma Prefecture on suspicion of attempting to kidnap a 10-year-old girl. According to the police, the incident occurred on January 15th Basically, the officer um, used confidential information about the girl's family to try and lure her into getting into his car. Uh, He was off-duty at the time, approached the girl, who was with a friend, at around 4 p.m. He called her by her first name and told her that her father had been in a traffic accident and was in the hospital. He then offered to drive the girl to the hospital. Uh, The girl refused, and he left. The two girls then told their mothers what had happened, and uh, basically that the man that approached them looked like the officer that they had seen on patrol in the neighborhood. The officer is quoted by police as saying, she was cute, and I wanted to get to know her better. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, so the police believe that he misused the personal information about residents written on patrol contract uh, contact cards. This is a 24-year-old wanting to get to know a 10-year-old better because she was cute. That is just all kinds of creepy. And of and in local news, water is still wet and twice Sparkle's best pony. And also, this shit happens at cons. God. Yeah, I wait for people standing around going, "This is creepy. This is creepy." Okay. So, uh, DJ? Yes. Two, yes. Two Japanese men arrested at Bangkok Airport for wildlife smuggling. <sighs> Two Japanese men have been arrested at Bangkok's Suvarnabhumi Airport for trying to smuggle wildlife into Japan. Thai Customs said the two men, identified as Naoki Hiraguchi and Toshikazu Kawai, were from the Shizuoka Prefecture and were headed to Nagoya when they were arrested Friday morning. According to a Bangkok Post report, exotic animals found hidden in the large suitcases were four capybara, 110 pig-nosed turtles, 21 snakes, and 9 geckos. The Post quoted the suspects as saying they had bought the animals at a market for the purpose of raising exotic animals in Japan and giving some to their friends. Nah, we've we've heard worse. 
Yeah. Like, like it, the article directly before that. Yes, and the fact that there are articles of people who have actually have tigers as pets in their own apartments. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> All right, bro. All yours. A craft brewer releases beer made with cherry blossoms. Japan's cherry blossoms are beautiful enough to enjoy without any alcohol, but it's a fact of life for many people to drink. <laughs> real, bless you. Oh, the real draw is sucking people party. <clears throat> this doesn't mean you need to slow down your drink to maximize your appreciation of the cherry blossoms, though. It just means you'll need to pick up a few bottles of this special beer that's made with sakura petals. Kanagawa Prefecture-based Sankt Gallen has won dozens of awards for its craft brews on both the national and international levels. But while the company is serious about quality, this doesn't mean it's unwilling to get a little playful with its ingredient list. Last year we got... <clears throat> Last year we tried to brew a special Valentine's Day beer with mint chocolate notes. What we got now... <clears throat> what's got our interest now is our Springview Sankt Gallen Sakura. Each 2340-liter batch of Sankt Gallen Sakura is made with 60 kilograms of petals from Nagano Prefecture's Koano Sakura variety of cherry blossoms. Which hmm. grow in Ina City, ranked one of one, <clears throat> one of the top 100 sucker reviewing spots in the nation. Hmm. Sankt Gallen describes the five petal five percent alcohol beer, but as being inspired by the taste of sakura mochi, a traditional confection of sweet red beans wrapped in mochi, which is then wrapped in an edible leaf from a cherry tree. Sure enough, sakura leans to in sakura petals in the beer's list of ingredients. Of course, you can't have beer without hops. Use a mix of American Columbus Tomahawk and the New Zealand Nelson Salvin varieties. The beer is made with a mixture of malt and wheat germ, with the overall effect being less harsh bitterness and more smooth drinkability. Mm. You can pre-order it. Now you can also available. You can also available direct brewery here. Whoops, meant to pop up with a new one. No problem. Start orders with three thirty milliliter bottles for two thousand forty n, which should be shipped. For February 24th, so today. Wonder if it's a little too late to uh, try and get this stuff, because it it sounds delicious, and the beer has a nice color to it too. It does. <laughs> like the kind of amber you'd see in it, like housing a uh, little like bug fossil from uh, millions of years ago. Mm, okay. What about you, Mako? Though I know you don't really like beer that much. Um, I try it, but I Just don't for the know that I would factor? like it. Yeah, I don't know that I would like it. Yeah, I give it a shot. All right. Okay, it's time for us to play. Get uh, take our last break. And wrap things up. Uh, is this where Works I'm supposed to be? No, I'm just making sure I'm at the right spot. There we go. All right, so we'll be back.
is something strange going on Facebook right now, and I can't figure it the fuck out. What do you mean? People are resurrecting old photo threads and bringing them back. I'm seeing pictures of friends that are like five and six years old on my feet, on my wall, and I'm like, did I miss something or what? I thought it was throwback Thursday. No, 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 no. They're not posting a picture of themselves from way back when. This is a picture that's already been posted, and someone's just going back and resurrecting that post. So somebody's just going back and commenting on a post? Yes. Rise from your grave. Yes. And I'm like, well, there aren't that many pictures of me going way back when, but if you can find them, more power to you. Pictures going way back when? Yeah, we're, going, we're talking like 2008, 2009. Mako-chan? I probably... I... I... I hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. And you gave her ideas. Yep. Might not have them on your wall, but I'm pretty sure they're on mine. Here we go. <laughs> if you like what you heard, tell them. They enter to another friend and so on and so forth. We do this for the fun of it. We're fun, independent... Bo- podcasters, and that's what we are. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll see Ari's review of KatoriCon 2015. Woohoo! And those photos are going up later this week, right? Yeah, I ran into a problem. It mm-hmm. only watermarks a couple of pictures. Oh, you gotta highlight all of them and then hit, then tell it to watermark. I did. Well, then later we'll we'll go through the, the, the routine and, we'll, and we'll, take, we'll take a look at it. Because once those pictures go up, Ari will be posting his Katakan review next week, and I believe probably in the next couple of days I will be releasing my Katakan convention photos. So do- I downloaded Picture Shark just in case, yeah. you know, as a, as a failsafe. Mm-hmm. All right. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what's on your mind. We are here to believe you. Uh, like I said, if you cannot access our site for any reason for and you want to check out our podcast, you can definitely check us out on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. Many ways to listen to us. Please listen. I think we're good. <laughs> check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV. And later this week, uh, Katsukon videos will be going up, so definitely look forward to those. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube and see stuff that we like and videos that we may create from time to time, you can find me at uh, uh, youtube.com slash djvonmess. Ari is at Ari22682. Mako-chan is at Jupluna. Twitter.com slash session. Follow us here for updates on our website when we go live and more cool stuff. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at twitter.com slash djvonmess. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako-chan is Joe Vedea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And we broke 2,900 likes. And I just want to say to all of you, thank you so much for supporting us. Like I said, we're independent bloggers. We're an independent site. We're here for you guys. So as long as you continue to like the photos, the picture, I mean, what am I saying? The photos, the videos, the articles, the page, we'll bring you more content. We have more content ready to roll out for you guys. Just be patient. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook and see what's going on, uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjbronmas. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find Mako-chan at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And like I said, we're not the only Vogue sent network uh, 
we're not the only vlog centric uh, podcast on this on this network. There are other uh, podca- geeky podcasts out there. I think you'll really like them. If you like Star Trek, you definitely want to check out the uh, Starboard Power Coupling podcast. Wait, hold on for one second. Okay, good. For some reason, I could not see um, audition, so I couldn't see if it was recording because something went haywire earlier. But it's still going. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> God. Um. If you like um, Star Trek, definitely check out the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast. This is Thursdays. Throughout the week, we have uh, four other programs. Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Understation Live. These are four podcasts that cover American programming, British programming, Doctor Who, pop culture, movies, books, all types of cool stuff that's in the know. It's four different podcasts, four different points of views. You definitely want to check them out, especially if you love watching television. You want to check out some reviews. That's Critical Myth for you. Definitely check those guys out. If you like what we do here on Tuesday nights, you should swing in around 8 o'clock for Electric Sisterhood with Pandalicious and Ninja Sister. They throw it down like we do. Two awesome uh, uh, homegirls out of Boston. Definitely listen to them. And once they're done, Stick around for our pre-show, and we're live at 9.30, definitely on a Tuesdays. If you play MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, um, I say Guild Wars, League of Legends, you want to check out MMO Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow at 12 and Horde House at 10. And then we bring it all back to Sunday to the uh, power block of the Vogue Network. It's the Bobby Blackwolf Show starting at 8 with Orange Downs Radio following right after at 9. Two programs about video games, gaming reviews, gaming news. These, these are shows where you, where they are for the gamers, by the gamers. Your chance to speak your mind, say what's on your mind, and what you think. They're here for you. Okay, let's go around. Last words, Mako-chan. So, yeah, I found pictures. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, I, I knew there was stuff posted because I've posted stuff from college, and mm-hmm. that would be 2007, of mm. you hanging out with me at college. Lord. So I know that there are pictures of you on Facebook that old. Mm. So, yeah. <clears throat> Last words, Ari. Hey, did you know that there was a Power Rangers fan-made movie today that like, published today that was all gritty and dark and, uh, you know, all sorts of fucked up? Yes, I, I know. Because because I saw the link on my Facebook page 11 billion times from 11 billion different people. Yes, it had James Vanderbeek and Katie Sackhoff in it. I thought that's who those people were. Yeah. They look familiar. Wow. James Vanderbeek's really fallen hard, hasn't he? I don't know, but he looks pretty boss, though. <laughs> mm. Let's see. My last, uh, my last words. Um, I am probably going to catch up with television. I don't know what else is there, but I do know I got some blogging to do. I know that much. Uh oh. Eh, yeah, kind of, sorta. Nothing that that bad. At least not yet. But I'm Uh-oh. also, <laughs> but I'm also gonna try. Probably if I have time, I'm gonna give Fire Emblem a run and just see if I like it enough to, to be a fan. And give uh oh, and give uh oh a correct answer. <laughs> uh oh. Uh. 
Okay, okay. Uh, we'll still be here for the next few Tuesdays. We're not taking any breaks anytime soon. Maybe for Denver Comic Con, we might be off on that day. So, um, that's it. End of list. Yeah, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Akachan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. See you later, people. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. That was relatively painless. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>